and welcome to Newsmax Daily for Monday, July 10th, 2023, National Pina Colada Day. If there were anything to help make Monday less painful, it could be a pina colada. History says the pineapple juice, rum, and cream of coconut drink was first concocted by a bartender in old San Juan, Puerto Rico back in 1954. That actually doesn't seem that long ago. I would think the piña colada had been around for more than that. If you happen to have indulged in a piña colada or three over the weekend, the average has about 650 calories per cocktail. Today is also hashtag National Kitten Day. Yes, adorable and fun, but then they grow up to be cats. Shout out to the cat people. Also trending today, the U.S. men's national soccer team beating Canada in penalty kicks late last night to advance to the semifinals of the Gold Cup. And last night's NASCAR race in Atlanta, which was actually the very last thing that I talked about back on Friday's podcast, and I'm going to join the chorus of unhappy fans today. William Byron, driver of the 24 car, was declared the winner after a long rain delay with 75 laps to go. Think the whole race was 250 or 260. How do you end the race with 75 laps to go? Well, apparently NASCAR rules say they could do that as long as more than half of the race has been completed. Well, guess what, NASCAR? It's a stupid rule. This is the kind of thing that turns people off from NASCAR. I get all the logistics involved, but you have to finish the race with 75 laps to go. At least be within 25, 30 laps, maybe. You know, if you have this huge rain delay, 30 laps to go, okay, it's over. But 75 laps. Who finishes where is critical to the whole points system that determines the NASCAR playoffs. Anyway, if you watch the big UFC event in Vegas Saturday night, you know, President Trump was there. He also received an incredible greeting by multiple law enforcement agencies alongside the Trump Jet Sunday. That's all over social media as well. Go check that out. As far as campaigning goes, it was a pretty quiet weekend for most of the GOP after the busy 4th of July week. Trump did say on his Truth Social Media that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis should get out of the race while the getting is still good. Trump claiming that DeSantis wants to get out of the race or is being told to get out of the race by his top political strategist to, quote, save face for 2028. You can read that whole story at Newsmax.com. Meanwhile, the president they are all hoping to replace, Joe Biden, is in the UK meeting with King Charles and Prime Minister Rishi Shunak. It's great to have you there, back in Downing Street, I think. You've been here a few times before, I know, but your first time is president so we're very privileged and fortunate to have you here thanks for coming the prime minister welcoming president biden this morning biden will then go to the nato summit in lithuania in a cnn interview president biden said allowing ukraine into nato could draw the alliance into war with russia because of nato's mutual defense agreement which is what world leaders will be discussing at the summit on Tuesday and Wednesday. President Biden couldn't get out of Dodge fast enough as the cocaine found in the White House story continues. More from Sebastian Gorka. What do we call this scandal? Another scandal. Is it Joe's blow? Is it cocaine gate? Oh, my dear Lord. So strange, yet so understandable if you understand who is in the Biden family.
What really happened? Well, I worked in the White House, so let me give you my take and try to cast away all the misreporting of the last few days first. Let's start with the facts. We have the audio of the District of Columbia hazmat team when that white powder was located in the, what should be the most secure building in America. Let's have a little listen. We have a yellow bar staining cocaine, hydrochloride. We have the yellow bar. It's cocaine hydrochloride. They use their Gemini testing machine that tests for explosive devices, biological agents, and for cocaine. Here it is. And as James Rosen, I'm indebted to you and to my other Newsmax colleague, Chris Plant, pointed out today, in the audio you hear them say, the library. Now, which library? On the image of the Gemini machine, you'll see a little window that says library. Now, that's for the file of chemical compounds that are tested against the samples. Was it the library on the machine or was it the library in the White House residence? Now, if it was the library in the White House residence, well, that's very interesting because you don't just get to walk in there if you're in a tour of the White House. It's in the residence. I worked for the president, well, the prior president, and I only went there once after a private dinner with President Trump, who gave us a little private tour. And that is very, very unusual. Sebastian Gorka was deputy assistant to President Trump and a White House strategist who worked there on a regular basis. The latest spin of the story, which seems to change every couple of hours, is that it was found outside the Situation Room. Now, here's an older photo of me outside the Situation Room under the West Wing, when my friend was military advisor to Dick Cheney, I was invited into the White House, but I had to be escorted. That is a very, very secure part of the White House. Why? Because that's where you run emergencies. That's where the president goes if there's a crisis. The idea that some random tour of tourists could just go there is absolutely fallacious. Now, how are they trying to spin it? Here's the latest. It's really quite reprehensible. Here we have Drake Sullivan trying to pass the buck to real Americans who work with their hands. Let's have a listen. I would make a point about the Situation Room because I think there's been a lot of questionable reporting on this. The Situation Room is not in use and has not been in use for months because it is currently under construction. We are using uh, an alternate Situation Room in the Eisenhower Executive Office building. So the only people coming in and going out of the sit room in this period have been workers who are getting it ready to go. So now it's not the library, now it's outside the Situation Room, but mm, nobody's going there except manual laborers. Maybe one of them dropped their dime bag. Really, Jake, that's disgusting. Sebastian Gorka, host of the Gorka Reality Check, Sunday night at 7 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. So there you go. There you have it. We thought Jake Sullivan was being trotted out on Friday in the White House press briefing to talk about sending those cluster bombs to Ukraine, but no. He's laying the groundwork for the big cover-up. How is it possible a week later, it's now a week, 
Somehow, they still don't know who left a dangerous white powder in one of the most secure buildings in the world. Or maybe it really isn't as secure as most of us think. More from Sunday Agenda with Lydia Serrani. It can only actually mean two things, cocaine in the White House. One, the most secure office in the land, the White House, is not secure at all. Or two, the Secret Service knows exactly whose cocaine it is and they're hiding it from the public, both national security issues. I want you to check out this Politico article. The headline reads, White House cocaine culprit unlikely to be found. Seriously? If this is true, could you imagine if the cocaine was anthrax, a biochemical weapon. Remember that infamous white powder that was mailed to newsrooms back in 2001? That CBS network news employee, by the way, I know her. She's a friend of mine. In fact, we still keep in touch. And while she did fully recover, the anthrax caused a gaping hole in her face so deep that she needed plastic surgery. The gash was right here under her eye. And had the anthrax powder gotten in her eye, she would have likely lost that eye. How do I know all this? I was a production assistant at the time at CBS News. I handled the very letter she opened for Dan Rather. So when I hear white suspicious powder located in a secure area with people in high position in proximity, cocaine doesn't come to mind. Yet here we are. So again, either the White House needs to revamp its entire security because no type of unknown powder should be mysteriously left behind in the West Wing, or White House officials know exactly who left the cocaine and they're hiding it from us. Now that is some serious insight from Lydia. And as if all of that isn't serious enough, she also spoke with renowned neurosurgeon, Dr. Ben Carson, about President Biden's mental health. What do you make of the president's increasing number of gaffes? You know, he said at one point that we were at war, that Russia was at war with with uh, Iraq instead of Ukraine. Then you see him kind of walking off. Then you see the way he walks. You see the tripping and the fumbling and the stumbling. It's just kind of getting out of control at this point. Well, you know, we've become uh, sort of a laughing stock. I talk to a lot of people in other countries and everybody knows that this is not normal. And, you know, people do age and they do have some declines. But uh, this is beyond that in general. There are several members of Congress who are as old as the president or older than he and who are perfectly uh, intact in terms of their cognition. And it really makes an argument for doing a complete examination on people once they reach a certain age, including a cognitive function test. They're relatively easy to do. And uh, any uh, normal adult should be able to pass them. And, you know, the fact that they don't want to do one and don't want to release results tells you pretty much all you need to know about what's going on here. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the sad part is what's happened to the whole world? When you don't have leadership in the United States of America, you have bad actors starting to back, act badly. And that's a problem. And you look at our economy and look at the southern border and look at what's going on educationally with transportation infrastructure. And the list goes on and on when you don't have good leadership. And those people on the other side of the aisle actually know that, but they would rather have the power than to do what's right. And people don't understand that if you have dementia, you can be physically perfect. I have a close family member. He's doing extremely well physically, but mentally you're, you're seeing the issues there. 
How much of a, of a national security issue is this is this at this point? Well, obviously, it's a it's a big issue. I mean, if he has access to, you know, the button and nuclear weapons and a whole host of things that are less detrimental than those things, uh, you would want somebody who was at the top of their mental function, not somebody who was questionable in that situation. So it's a tr grave danger to us. It's a grave danger to the world. And at some point, I hope that people who can do something about this will stop and just take a breath and say, look, what works for us as a country? Not works for us as a party or as a wing of a party, but what works for us as a country? Can you just for one moment stop and think about the rest of the country? That's Dr. Ben Carson on Newsmax this weekend. He mentioned the border. So shifting gears a bit, Newsmax border correspondent Jason Jones was on Saturday's edition of America Right Now talking about how the cartels are using drones to spy on us. Jason, thank you for being here. You do such tremendous work for us, and it's good to have you in three dimensions. I usually see you on the TV. Um, Look, you've been following this for a while, and you and I have discussed this. Uh, why can't we just shoot these things down? Because this is becoming a, a, a big problem, a high-tech problem along the southern border. Ah, Tom, first, it's always good to be with you, buddy. Thanks for having me. And uh, it's a great question, but I think Americans, this is part of the problem we're having at the border, right? Let's really look at the scope of the technology that the cartels, the alien smuggling organizations and the Halcon network that really have operational control on that mm -hmm. southwest border. You know, the drones are just a part of the technology that they leverage. Never mind the two-way handheld encrypted radios communicating back to Central in Mexico, which is the cartel's hub that moves commodities through in and out of our border as mm -hmm. at will as they want. So it's just another layer. But the scope of the problem has become so bad now. Even as of last week when we were down in Eagle Pass with Lieutenant Chris Olivetis, he and I were sitting here just like you and I are, we we're having a discussion. Yeah. And we look up and a drone had crossed from the Mexico side to the U.S. and it was just monitoring us not 50 feet from us. We even got it on video as he and I were talking. So I got to tell you, it's just part of the technology of what these cartels are doing and how advanced they've really But let gone. me ask you, you're sitting there with Chris, okay? Yep. Why can't you shoot it down? We know these things are coming from across the border. We know that they are controlled and owned by a criminal enterprise that is, that is trafficking people and killing Americans with drugs. Why can't we just take these things out? It's well said, but at the end of the day, when you discharge a firearm, you've gotta be able to articulate the use of deadly force. The other part of that is that outdated laws from the FAA is a real part of this. You know, a lot of people mm -hmm. not, are not aware that if a drone comes down as a result of a law enforcement action, that's considered a crash. So it's just part of the problem. But when you look at the scope of it, mm -hmm. it's unbelievable. I mean, Tom, you, you had be over- talking hundreds of these things, right? Oh, we had over 24,000 drone detections by just Border Patrol alone last year in just the Rio Grande Valley, over 10,000 incursions. Now that's one of nine sectors. So. You, you know, you hear the term operational control, mm -hmm. but you have to understand the multi, uh, multiple layers that the cartels and the Halcon network have. So I have to tell you, we are so far behind in being offensive. Everything we're doing on the border is defensive. They're, We've got to go offensive against these cartels and get very, very aggressive. They're using our own laws against us, our own oh, yeah. bureaucracy well said. against yeah. us. Yeah.
Tom Basili, host of America Right Now with Newsmax border correspondent Jason Jones. We are so far behind. We need to play offense and stop playing defense. I haven't said it in a while, but the disaster at the border and disaster is a huge understatement. But the border and all the problems being created by what's happening at the border is definitely the biggest problem in our country. And side note, the temperature in West Texas along the border has been 100 degrees or more for 24 straight days. Today will either be the 24th or 25th straight day. And speaking of drones, the U.S. military says Reaper drones have killed the top ISIS leader that was hiding out in Syria. U.S. Central Command announcing the drone strike in a statement on Sunday. Central Command, by the way, is also what I was talking about last week, located in Tampa, Florida, not far from where China is building a facility in Cuba. You know, relatively speaking, not far. And Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen calling her visit to China constructive. On CBS's Face the Nation, Yellen said she and Chinese officials discussed the global economy and both countries' economies along with national concerns. And Congress is back at work today after the 4th of July break. Well, they'll be in Washington anyway. We'll see throughout the week how much work is actually being done. This will all provide a lot of content on Newsmax throughout the week. Don't forget, Newsmax is available on most major cable systems, Comcast, Cox Cable, AT&T, Xfinity, Fios, DirecTV, and more. It's also available on platforms like Amazon, Apple TV, Roku, Zumo, and others. And make sure that you download the Newsmax app if you haven't already done so. It is free and easy to do on your smartphone. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the rest of your Monday or your Monday night. See you back here tomorrow. And in the meantime, keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.